0: I was asked to emcee an event, and, uh, a tremendous event. They had two phenomenal um, gospel artists. They had Jaqueline Carr, an amazing young lady, just turned 20 years old, and uh, she is taking the world by storm. And really, she started when she was, as far as being out there in the middle of it, like 16 or 17 years old. And now at age uh, you know, 20, she is really quite the entrepreneur. So uh, you know, we thank God for her. And William Murphy was the other uh, guest artist, and I did the same thing for him. I kind of went through. I said, His voice is the sound of praise here in the modern day era. The one and only Bishop William.
1: <laughs> That's all right. And
0: he told me later, he said, Brother, he said, no, I've been to a lot of stuff. I never got introduced like that. So I, well, I had to, to gloss it up a little bit. There you go. Well, and speaking of that, guys, if you need an MC, call the minister. <laughs> <laughs> call me. Call me right now, Six seven eight three zero four. Eight one two one. I'll be more than happy to MC your program for a nominal charge. You will go out there and uh, and have a good time. Well, we're gonna have a good time, I always have a good time with this guy sitting right next to me. For those of you who've logged on to Periscope and the Facebook Live, he is uh, the gentleman that has plied his trade very, very aggressively and nicely. the Flats at Georgia Tech, one of the greatest defensive players able to lace him up for Georgia Tech, and dare say the ACC on the all fifty year ACC team in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame. The Capitan, Captain America, Ken Swilling in the building.
1: Hey, what's going on, sir? Good to be back with you.
0: Sir, I'm excited to be here. Oh, it is man. uh, you know, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, sixty seven degrees when we arrived here in Atlanta uh <laughs> this afternoon. Temperatures dialed down a little bit now. We're back down to about uh sixty two degrees. But nevertheless, man, you can't beat you can't beat this weather man as we make the changeover from winter to uh uh, spring, spring. Really, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, spring done sprung. Yeah. I mean, it's really a beautiful thing out here, and we thank God again that He's allowed us to, you know, be alive and, uh, and you know, just just be out here, man. I mean, I tell people, and when you once once you the Lord has brought you back from any kind of uh, uh, surgical situation, bro, you, you you're happy for every day you're here on the planet. Hey, it, that, that's it. I mean, you you're happy
1: anyway. You of course, know. right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you are. I mean, right. We are. We are here, and, and, and God has uh, allowed us and graced us with the uh, ability to breathe. <laughs> Amen. So we are just thankful for that. But That's right. uh, When we start turning over into the new season of the year, when we start headed towards spring, there's always spring stuff that happens. Uh, you start thinking about um, cleaning and, and, and getting stuff pulled out, putting the winter stuff away, and, and bringing out um, you know different things. So it's a good time. It's a fun time of year, you know. But as as my grandma would
0: say, uh, it's not spring yet, son. Oh yeah, I mean you, you gotta you don't want to mess around. You know, I got my little uh, uh my jacket that really is designed to be more of a fall jacket, but I do have that uh right here, bro, because I, I don't want to mess around. You know, last time I got out here like this, I did get a cold, and I'm not trying to do that again. Yeah, so you, you know I'm looking to try to just do what's right and not have to worry about that at all. Well, guys, you're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you live from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, just 20 minutes south of the ATL. And, again, we're very very excited to be here, and we're right in the middle of it. Uh, The one thing about this time of year, Ken, is you got, like, uh, everything that you like in sports is all going on at one time. Yes, you're right. You know, I mean, you have March Madness here, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. You have uh, the NFL Combine, which is leading, of course, into the draft. You just got like a gazillion things that are going on. And, um, you know, it really – matter of fact, the other night, which I'm always baffled with Atlanta. You know, this is my adopted home here, but I'm always wondering I wonder who kind of puts these things together with scheduling. Somebody thought it was a good idea to have the opening home game for Atlanta United, the number one drawing soccer team in the United States. And uh, according to the statisticians this last weekend, They were the number three attendance soccer game in the world. In the world? In the world. Wow. Standing room only uh, uh, seats were sold. Over 70,000 people packed Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And they had a game start time at 3 o'clock. Right down the road, matter of fact, they're almost connected, our Atlanta Hawks, right, who right now are in the stage of playing for a lottery pick, they decided they would start their game against OKC uh, at 3.30 p.m. Wow. Mm. 3.30. I don't think it was OKC. Okay. So, you no, know, it, it was Chicago. Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Chicago, yeah. Chicago was, was Three 3.30 p.m. They thought that that was a good idea uh, to have that game set up. Instead of them going to the league people and going to television and say, listen, guys, we, you know, we got a situation and we need to start the game at 6 <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> okay? Right. Uh, that's it. You know, it's, it's interesting. One of the guys mentioned this, and I said, man, this would have been a novel idea uh, for the Hawks to do. He said, you know, it would have been great if the Hawks had thought about uh, potentially, like, doing something, uh, working like a, a marketing uh, deal with with Atlanta United to say, okay, if, you know, anybody that purchases an Atlanta United game, if they decide they want to come to the Hawks game, we'll give you the tickets at, like, half price.
1: Mm. That, would have, that would have been great.
0: Well, yeah, because we've got some people in there. Because i got to tell you, uh, it looked like Phillips Arena was not even half full. Wow. Yeah, I, I want to say they may be at 8,000 people, may, maybe at eight <laughs> thousand people, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it was it was a bad state of affairs. And, Of course, playing a team like Chicago, uh, they're not interested. And then you know they started taking people out of the game. The shooter had about twelve or thirteen points through two quarters, and all of a sudden, mysteriously, Dennis Shooter had to go to the bench. Yeah, yeah, we well, you know. And dude, I mean, when I say they're bringing guys out. Every 10-day contract, guy they can find they're bringing them out to play for the Hawks. I, I, mean, think, they, I
1: think they're setting a record. So they they got to be setting records somewhere.
0: Dude, I asked Coach Bud, I said, Coach, I said, I'm just I'm just trying to get a feel from you. Um, You know, what kind of challenge is it for you with all the roster changes, you know, to keep the team, you know, like, kind of in the loop? And he said, well, uh, he said we get a chance to look at a lot of young guys <laughs> and uh, we get them some playing time. And um, you know that's how we're gonna go forward. I'm like, wow. I a man, that's a. I, I just, I don't know how he does it, but I'll be honest. With you. I just, don't, I really don't know how he does it because it's really, you're talking about not only you're moving guys back and forth from the D League and G League, but then you're 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 getting rid of guys off the roster, just waving them outright, and then you're signing guys to these 10 day contracts. I mean, it's just like a lot of. I mean, kudos to him, man. He's kept it together so far this year, the way he has. I mean, the Hawks haven't won a lot of games, but they have at least been competitive.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing about it. They've, you know, we talk about it all the time—the fine line between being competitive and um, and playing hard and uh, development. Right.
0: <laughs> you know. So, right.
1: And he You know. Unfortunately, he has really found the niche of um, kind of getting the guys to play hard, playing into that 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 that, that third quarter. Into even into the fourth quarter, but we just don't have enough to kind of finish the game, and that's been kind of the um, you know the downfall of this year. I think we're we're on twenty wins right now, right?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so it looks like your 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 over under might be might be safe, bro. I mean, okay, yeah, okay. I was just, just I was just trying to make sure. Yeah, I know you were checking it. Let me see, if I, <laughs> see if I was uh, uh, really uh, on top of that. But yeah, they mm-hmm. they. Uh, I mean, it's like this, man. At the end of the day, uh, Kuda Like I said, I understand what they're trying to do. Hopefully and prayerfully, I'm gonna say the same thing I've been saying. When you make this kind of decision, you better not miss. Yeah, you better not miss. And, and this is the opportunity.
1: This is the this is the draft that the the Hawks uh have kind of been waiting on. Um been waiting on it with the right direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh we find out we got a guy in Travis Link that will that will do the right thing, a coach and Coach Bud that will that you know, we know he's a bona fide coach. He, he, All right. You know, and, and he is a great uh, tactician. Um, I just think that the, the GM role that he was in was a little bit too com- – was kind of cumbersome for him.
0: It, it you know, was, and, it was, and it, it,
1: you know, it's hard for me. I don't know how guys do it, but it's, it would be very hard for me to uh, to coach a guy one day and cut him the next or have to move him the next or have yeah. to make a deal for him, that same guy. You know, and, um, that you know, this kind of absolves him from from those things. Correct. to do those things. Yep. So, um, you know, now it's on Travis Link, and we'll see what happens. Uh, possibly we could be getting a, a first – you know, we'll be in the first three picks at least, the way it looks like right now. You know, if we keep on <laughs> tanking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hate to say that word. But... Yeah, well,
0: you really don't, because you, you say it with a lot of a lot of energy. So, I don't think you – I think you enjoy the fact that this, this team is, is in the full tanking mode. Uh, but it's, it's all good. Like I said, again, you know, I have no pro- – I, I don't really have a problem per se – just my whole thing is is that you just have to when you make this kind of commitment, you have to win. I mean you have to win at that on that draft pick. You gotta get a guy in here that is going to make a um uh, a difference on your ball club and a guy that's gonna be a cha a game changer, not just, you know, um, um an average player. You gotta get a guy to start.
1: Well well okay, okay, let's
0: this is gonna cut to the chase. Okay. Who do you wanna see? uh what's what's the big kid uh DeAndre yeah, that's who I want to see bro That's who you want Yes sir
1: uh I was having a discussion and it's crazy because uh for so long I wanted uh Marvin Bagley and the more I see uh DeAndre Aiden play Yes sir oh, he's I a mean, beast he's he's a beast and I don't he's think you can go wrong with either of those guys No nope. but I think the upside of him is is so good you know and it's the ceiling is really high Right, uh, and he has um, you know the back to the basket kind of game that can really change and be kind of fortuitous for for, for the Hawks. You know,
0: it's, it's too bad I don't have Mr. Mr. Vince with me now because I could say the word of the day is fortuitous because <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Vince likes when we get those get those nice words like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, his, you, you, that's what I think. I think if you can grab the big man, I think that what he brings to the table is he is pretty nimble. Uh, he's not slow of foot. He has right, uh, right. excellent feet. I think that he is a rim protector. And for those people who think a rim protector is still not uh, a big deal today, uh, that's why DeAndre Jordan is still getting a check. Yep. Uh, that's why Andre Drummond is still getting a check. Yep. Uh, because you still need a guy that can get you double-digit rebounds and hopefully one to two blocks average per game. Right. That's what you need. Um, because on the especially in the East where you don't have as much pressure on the ball as far as teams that are playing up-tempo – I mean, of course, John Wall is one of the fastest guys in the league, but Washington really doesn't play consistently in an up-tempo game. Toronto, obviously, is stacked with bigs. They probably have the best assortment of bigs in the league probably right, right now. Right. Um, so you're going to – and it's going to stay that way for a couple of years. So you're going to need to be in a situation where uh, you uh, have a guy that can compete uh, with these gentlemen but still yet give you the ability to get up and down the court. And I think Aiton can just do that for you. What do you think, guys? We now, in fact, finally have the phone lines open. Phone lines open right now, 347-326-9991. You can call in on the air and join us. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as, again, we broadcast to you right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, just 20 minutes or so down the road. Minister Jonathan Simmons here, and, of course, uh, my good friend, Mr. Ken Swilling. Uh, Everybody's All-American in the building. There you go. Do right. 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 you remember that movie? Of course I do. That was an all-time classic, all-time man. Class. Uh, all-time classic. Classic, um, classic. Just, and, and really, and the thing that's interesting, it covered a lot of issues. It covered, obviously, so, it's a loose, a loose, a loose uh, a biography of Billy Cannon from LSU. It's right. kind of a loose bi- outlook for that. But just even in terms of during, uh, dealing with the, the racial issues going on in the South in the 50s and 60s, uh, also taking a look at, you know, the NFL – and kind of what you have to do to stay in the league, uh, the amount of punishment that you take. Yeah, just a, a great, uh, a great, great, great movie. So yeah, uh, it,
1: it ain't fun when everybody stops loving you. Well, boy, it's, <laughs> <but> it's, <long. laughs> what it? it's lonely at the top, but it's hard falling into. Well, I tell you what.
0: And I tell you, and it's funny that you say that because I had a very, uh, you know, interesting interview. I had the opportunity um, a couple of years ago when the College Football Hall of Fame was open. I had a chance to get, to, to uh, be a part of that inaugural celebration and mm-hmm. meet some of the guys who were elected that year. And one of the guys that was inducted was Ron Dane. Mm-hmm. And Ron Dane said in his interview something that really kind of got me. He kind of looked at me, had this kind of, you know, uh, this little kid look in his face. He said, you know what, man? He said, you know, Danny Warfel really hit on the head. He said, you know, he says, like, you're in college, and he says, you're All-American, you're a Heisman guy, and he said, everybody loves you. He said, go to the pro, you last for a couple years. And then, like, it's like nobody nobody cares. And he said, and no, all of a sudden you get inducted to the Hall of Fame, everybody cares again. And he said, I'm part of this big fraternity, but he seemed, he just was so excited uh, to be back in the middle of it. Right. You know what I mean? Back uh, getting that attention again. They claim, of course, they put you up on the big screen and they show you by your exploits at that time. But yeah, it's interesting that, that, that he echoed those same sentiments that, man, you know, it's just, it's rough uh, trying to make that transition. Um, you know, and I, I think it's even rougher if you, being a Heisman winner, if you can't really get much traction in the pros. Yeah, and
1: if you can't get the traction, if you can't, and I, I can attest to it, um, there's a loneliness that I can't even explain to you, to, to guys uh, or, or to anybody, um, because you have been, um, had the adulation of a lot of different people. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. And had the, uh, everybody's telling you you're great, and then all of a sudden, uh, Damn. You're, you're, you can't do nothing right, you know, and, and it's, it's sad all at the same time. But uh, it is what it is, and you you have to learn to, how to make an adjustment. All
0: right, I'm not sure. I think someone's trying to see. That's a woman that's on. Uh, you know, she's always looking out for a brother. That's a good thing. April Lance uh making sure that we can be heard. Like I said, hopefully we have dialed up the volume enough that you guys can hear us now. We uh, we we. What, what did uh, Emerald say? We don't. Uh, uh, cranked it up a notch, or that's what yeah, we, just up a
1: notch. we just did. We cranked it up a notch for you guys. Hopefully <laughs> put you guys a little boom in.
0: Put a little boom in. So for you guys, and, and, and we're getting verification on Periscope that, yes, our volume is much better now. Okay, so great, great. We thank you guys for that, and we thank you. And can I tell you something? This is really, uh, you guys really don't know what that means to us because, uh, you know, right now, until we move in the season, we can get interns, uh, it really is difficult for us to sometimes monitor I mean, all of the variables that go on and produce this show. So we really do count on your feedback, you know, things like this, hey, volume's too low or volume's too high, uh, because we are trying to really you know, make sure this this show is something that you guys can continue to enjoy, and obviously you can't enjoy if you can't hear us. And then also um, we want to get this show to the next level because we do think it's something, uh, not to be at all braggadocious, but we do think this is a show that's a good quality show uh, because we try to bring you more than just, you know, just straight sports scores. We try to bring you in things of people of faith. We try to bring you in, uh, um, you know, young people that are doing great things in their high school and their colleges. So we're going to continue to try to do that. So your feedback, uh, your your opinions count. The other thing too, I want to just stop for just a second. If you have a compelling story, if you have an athlete or coach or even someone in your community that you think is doing, you know, a real bang up job, let us know. We'd love to have them on. We do do a community outreach segment each week as we can uh, get guests in here. So, uh, if you have that person, you've got one of two options. You can send me an email, uh, js at net, or you can uh, give us a call, 678-304-8121, and we'd love to have them on the air. And speaking of on the air, Kim, we want to give a shout-out to the lovely Miss Taylor Sutton and her family. Uh, yes. Another epic run uh, to yes. the state championship game. Unfortunately, again, uh, fell short this year, 62-50, uh, to 50. To a very powerful squad out of savannah georgia but uh, they acquitted themselves very very nicely uh, taylor uh fouled out of that game in the fourth quarter and that was really the turning point they were down by two and after taylor was uh was uh, lost for the rest of the game that turned the tie but uh, kudos again to greater atlanta christian academy uh back-to-back appearances in the state class 3a finals taylor sutton now will go going to play in a host of all-star games now she is uh Speaking of everybody's all-American, she's on a short list of uh, top female players. She's one of the top 200 players in the country, and we look forward to based on her schedule. She wasn't going to be with us tonight, but she does have to practice for an upcoming uh, All-Star game. But we hope that we will have her and her family with her us next week uh, to talk about her journey as she gets set. She's already enrolled into Mid- uh, Middle Tennessee State. She said, "Oh, Mr. Simmons, I'm already enrolled." I said, "Well, there you go." <laughs> said, hey, and, and and you tell me, how, how does that help you as an athlete that you're able to get in there? before the season actually starts and get acclimated to the campus a little bit? I mean,
1: I believe it would probably help. Um, you know, that didn't happen to me in my case. I, had, I stayed my whole uh, time in, in high school. Mm-hmm. But I, I could only imagine that it would it would help you for, as far as for, from a football standpoint, as far as you getting acclimated to, um, to college life, as far as you're getting acclimated to uh, things that's going to be going on around you, uh, getting to you know your teammates, sure. getting to you know your locker room. We can look down the road in after and see what it was like for Jacob Fromm to get into school in January of last year. And who would have thought that he would be the starting quarterback, you know. And I attribute to all that. If he came in in uh, in, in August, oh, no. it probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you look at that, and, and that's one of the reasons why guys are opting to do that, They're graduating high school early, getting uh, into the situation a little bit earlier. And, and it, it just uh, it just pays dividends in, in the long run, especially if a guy is our young lady is very talented. You know, and that it just helps them to assimilate to uh, to the college life and to uh, to what's going on around them uh, all that much uh, better.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because one of the things we actually take from and, and we hope guys to really like as we begin to add on personnel here to get you some of these uh, clips because we've got a ton of stuff. You can go to my uh, YouTube page and see some of this blast Jake, you know, what him playing in a state like Georgia, uh, Texas high schoolers, California high schoolers, and to some degree the Cats out in Hawaii now are doing the same thing. Some of these bigger states that are known for top-quality football, uh, Jake said it was big that he was able to play in-state championships here in Georgia against right. top-caliber competition because he said he really didn't feel like a freshman because of that and because of, like you mentioned, coming to the campus earlier. So it makes a huge, huge difference. And you think about it, you think that the the national titles games that Alabama has been in, uh, they've been led by freshmen. <laughs> you know, because originally, you think about or won the game last year as a freshman. Uh-huh. Uh, you think about uh, um, uh, the starter that was pulled as a freshman, he won a national title. Dylan Hurts. Dylan right. Hurts. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, there there is just uh, – it's, it's just different now. I mean, these guys are exposed. They're playing their state championship games in the same stadiums that the that the, that the national football league teams are playing in. And, you know, Friday Night Lights has become epic.
1: I mean, it, it's always been that way. Telling somebody earlier this week, um, as I was sharing, um, you know, part of my life story, and I always say this, when people ask me what's the greatest time I've ever had playing football, and uh, they always point to the National Championship. They always point, point to maybe me having some moment in, in the NFL or whatever. And I always said no, it was Friday night, playing on Friday night. That was That's the best time that I've ever had playing um, playing football, uh, because it was pure, it was innocent, it was for, strictly for the love of the game. Nobody told me I, I was good. Nobody told me I was great. You know, it was just <laughs> it was just because I loved it. I loved it. to play, and uh, you know that is just in its purest form. You never know uh, what's going to happen on Friday night. Uh, you know, because most guys in Atlanta is a hotbed for oh yeah for, for for football and for Friday night football and you know. When I moved into the city, I, I you know I'm used to I'm a country guy, so my whole town was shut down. Right. Shout out, shout out to the TOC, Stevens County High School, uh, class of 1988. <laughs> yeah, you know, so um, my whole town was shut down, and we normally played counties, the surrounding counties around us. So their towns were shut down too, and we they would come to to our our stadium, or we would go to their stadium, and, and it'd be a packed house. We might play in front of ten or twelve thousand people on a Friday night you know, wow. which was, which was great. Right. <laughs> which was a great, great, great moment. And, um, uh, you know, when I got to Georgia Tech, it was nothing to be playing in front of a big crowd, you know, uh, you know, and you and for a while, you know, the, regardless of how big the crowd is, you don't really pay attention to them anyway. Well, that, it,
0: it's it's interesting. You, you mentioned that. Cause I told somebody, I said for me as someone who had, you know, really had not played the game just we Georgia Tech. One of the things that, that, that I found very interesting is really, even though the stadium's older, it doesn't hold 70,000, 90,000, like some of these big SEC schools. But there's something about a late afternoon or especially a Thursday night, when you go to that stadium and you see the backdrop of downtown and midtown Atlanta, I mean, it is, it's incredible. I mean, um, uh, it, it really is. And, and, and that's why I really found I'm, I haven't gone to a game at Mercedes-Benz yet, so I have to kind of limit my comments. But even the soccer games that I saw at Georgia Tech, it had that it just the energy was just phenomenal. Uh, just, it really was stunning. So, uh, like I said, guys, uh, great great stuff going on here. Well, speaking of great stuff, uh, we're going to take a look at March Madness and see kind of what's going on right now as we speak. Let's get some updates on some scores that have gone on uh, earlier today. Well, in case you did not know, uh, one of the nation's best players uh, and his team is gone. URI, <laughs> number seven, Rhode Island, uh, knocks off the Oklahoma Sooners and Trey Young. Uh, one of the best players in the country, 83-78 final in overtime. Now, this this is going to be um, a discussion that's going to carry on well into next year because right. a lot of people, of course, uh, Dick Vitale had the rant about how could you put in Oklahoma and not put in Oklahoma State, which right. was legitimate, since Oklahoma State beat them and beat them quite handily. Exactly. And then for them to get out. Now, again, they, they were the lower seed, and they did lose in overtime, but nevertheless, you know, they were a 10 seed. Right. Yep. you know a team that had basically backed in and uh they didn't even have to go into a playing game like
1: can you even call that a back in though
0: well you can't at the 10 you spot
1: can't <laughs> at the 10 spot right.
0: and i and i get it i get this with the, you you had a team that in january was a top 3 team so we can't discount that we can't discount the fact that uh okay we going to have a little technical thing here guys so uh those of you on block talk radio just stay with us for just a second here we're going to have a uh we're going to have a little plug in here cuz evidently We have uh, pulled the cord here. I didn't put the cord in, so we're going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to flip it over to Ken for a second. And, uh, Ken, just uh, keep us rolling because we're live.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it was a – you know, I felt like watching the game today, I'm trying to understand exactly uh, why was Oklahoma in it. And I I had something happen to me earlier this week. I had an opportunity, a friend of mine, um, uh, Mr. Cliff Herndon, uh, who's probably not even listening to the show right now, but I want to give him kudos uh, because he uh, had he works for Turner and invited me out to the uh, to the NCAA selection show, and I was able to go there and kind of see the selection show and um, kind of see the, the 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 stardom that that comes with it and all the fanfare. It was just a great time. Uh, I tell you, it was uh, the first time they ever had a live audio, a studio audience. Uh, first time it was in Atlanta. And it was the first time that I think I've heard Charles Barkley uh up live and personal, so that was kind of that was kinda funny. Uh he was uh and as soon as this election came out, Charles kinda said, Hey, uh these guys don't belong here. You know, they shouldn't even be in the tournament. And uh, you know, everybody in the studio just fell out laughing because it was it was true. And everybody knew it. You're talking about a team that went two and and nine over the stretch of the of the, of the, of the last month of the season and did not i mean did not even scratch the surface in their in their uh in their in their play in their um tournament, tournament
0: immediately out. you know
1: immediately out <laughs> to the arch rival no you guess. know to to the arch rival and to have them go in as a 10 seed and to have it explained away as if at you know saying that they were at one time you know this, that, and the other, and they they had quality wins, and which was all fine and good. But you have to look at um, you know things like USC, teams like uh, the other other people, uh, even Notre Dame that got left out, that got kind of left out. You know, and they should have been there. Those these teams should have been there. Um, you you mentioned um, um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State, right? I mean, should have been should have been there, right? You know, um, you talk yes. talking about a team. Who was that? That was the the second team, well, in the Pac-10, I guess it was was the USC or who, whoever was number two in, the, mm-hmm. in their in their conference, and they were left out. So you know, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what the selection uh, committee is doing uh, with that. It made me feel a certain kind of way because I'm like, okay, you know, they look. It seems as if they wanted just the star power
0: to be there. Well, know? yeah, that's that's what they do because you get these guys on these watch lists and you get these guys that are that are, you know, tied to be All-Americans. and I can certainly understand that. But at the end of the day, it's not fair to these teams that, you know, play these other teams head-to-head. They play the schedule. They do everything they need to do, and then they're out. And speaking of out, I mean, uh, I had to kind of go through that. My alma mater, Northeastern, uh, had an opportunity to get back in uh, to the NCAAs. I don't think they've been there since 2010 or 11. Uh, had a 12-point or actually 14-point lead in the second half. it so all further away, uh, end up losing in overtime. And, of course, even though they were, I think their overall record was 26-8, and eight, because they're in the Colonial Conference. <laughs> they were like, we don't care. You need to go to the States. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I can understand that. I mean, I get it with these smaller conferences. But, I mean, sometimes when I, when I look, you just kind of wonder to yourself, hey, I understand you have a strong conference at ACC, but how many people do they, they get nine in? Got nine. Okay, and so now you look at the Pac-12, I and mean, what are you really saying to that league that you're telling me that they, the number two guy in their league can't beat the number nine guy in the ACC?
1: That's what they're saying. I mean that's what that's just what they say. I mean I I have no uh you know, <laughs> what can you say to that? I mean no. that's basically what what it is. You're telling the, you're telling the world that hey, uh the a, the ACC um and we we saw that it come to fruition today. The ACC Miami got beat today. Uh
0: yeah and yeah, yeah, that's, that's a team that was terribly overrated, right? Terribly overrated. Um because again, if you look See, what they do is is that they they rank the conference games because they're playing against other ranked teams very, very highly. Right. But, I mean, you know and I know that conference games, I don't want to say they don't count, but, okay, conference games, they have uh, the ability to create upsets at will because it's a team you see two, in some cases, depending on the schedule, goes you might see them three times in a year. So you know who these guys are. You have a rivalry already set up. So it's a different set of parameters versus you going on the road or going to a neutral site and playing a team in that same ranking. So I think sometimes, man, these guys, they just get kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, but like I said, a lot of this stuff really seems to be <laughs> money and politically driven. I mean, which well, we, 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 know we, it we We know that. That's, right. what,
1: that's what goes on. You know, I mean, so, money drives the, the the machine. You know, it, it really does. As, if you can draw, if you've got a good fan base, if you've got all those so – that's why they don't allow – any of those other mid-major schools to come into the conference. I mean, you look at um, uh, St. Mary's got left out this year. Right, and 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 they've traditionally
0: been a a very good team, and they've made some noise in the tournament. Yeah, why they get left out. But see, all this kind of stuff, folks, is the kind of things that get you irritated, okay? (laughs) And, of course, now it's good because guys like ourselves and people like you are are talking about this, so I get it. But at the end of the day, man, it's just really – it's an irritation when you – Realize that people are not being given their fair due. You know that—that's all. I mean, that's all. I mean, I don't. I understand it's—it's it's, money driven. I understand you're trying to drive audience and ratings and all that stuff. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, it, you know, if you're saying, if you're saying we can't pay athletes because it's an amateur and not professional, right? What you're saying, <laughs> then. It should be about who is the best, who is the most competitive, uh, who has earned it. Right. Okay. If you're telling me it's about amateur athletics, now but not about that. Well, uh, uh, you know,
1: a preacher, you know, you already know it's not. I mean, it's kind of, sort of, not about that. It's just like the, the term "student athlete." Yeah. You know, if you ask me, I understand. I understand having been in, in inside of the machine. I understand. That uh, you're an athlete first, yes, sir, and and then you're a student um, whenever you get an opportunity to be a student in most cases. But they stress it that we're a student athletes, you know. Right, but uh, you if you really want to talk about things, start taking away some. You know, let's just make the games free. Let's <laughs> just make. <laughs>
0: go! <laughs> the preach going go fall out. You try to make the preacher fall
1: out and you know, talk to chat. I'm saying if, if it's if it's for pure entertainment if this but you know if this is for, for play and not for real and no no money is exchanged in hands and oh, like, all this stuff.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, I wouldn't say
1: good luck with that. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, you know, you could you could pull it off, but that, but and see this is the thing, once you start throwing these types of things out there, that you say yourself, so I say, okay, all right. If if this is what you say it is, then how come, in fact, these things you can't get it for free? How come you know you don't uh, have sixty, seventy percent of the seats right. um, at student rates All right and, and why can't my
1: number one jersey be sold and I get some of the proceeds that oh! I'm wearing number
0: one? oh, <laughs> Yo, you started uh-huh. something brother'm just uh, I'm just keeping it real, you're like Michael Jackson. Real. Must to be
1: something. You know, I, I'm just keeping it real. I mean, I know what it's like to be on a college campus. I was talking to my son this afternoon, and uh, we were talking about, you know, how to, you know, the struggle of how to juggle uh, with all the demands that are put on you because you've got to be certain places at certain times, and you've got to do this, and you've got to go, and, you know, you've got to go to practice. You've got to go lift weights. You've got to go run, or you've got to go do whatever, and you still got to go to class. you still got to. Um, make sure that all your homework is done and right. assignments are, are there. And, and I've got, you know, I think he's got eighteen hours this this, uh, this semester, so he's, you know, hit hit that uh he's that a real ball, call yeah. trying to. Right trying to figure out well okay daddy what do i do how, how do i get through this and i, I had, basically I had to tell him i say hey, man there's some things that i know you want to do i know you there's a party every night i'm pretty sure every night, every so night. That, there's going to be some you got to make some grown folks decisions right that's why that <laughs> you got to make some grown people decisions right now you know and and, and buckle down and, and do what you need to do so you can do what you want to do you know right. e- e- eventually you know so you know, and um, I just try to be as real as I can be with, with, with my son and to all those young people that are, that are going to college. It is your the, the first taste of, of being an adult because mom and daddy's not there to hold your hand.
0: So, you know,
1: dun. and all the decisions that you make, you know, come with re- repercussions and you have to sit down and kind of weigh those things out. And uh, did I do that when I was in school? Uh, I wish I had.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you did some. I mean, just, I did, just not I enough. Right, just, that's just, all. Just just not enough. Right. That's not all. Enough. I mean, we we've not all enough. been there, done that. Yeah. The minister has. Uh, that's why he has no sheepskin in his possession because he spent a lot of his time uh, involved in extracurriculars and some of them illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm. Just, I'm. gonna tell the truth. I mean, what was all saying? Tell the truth. Same to the devil. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the truth. But thank God. But thank God for Jesus that, uh, you know, he delivered me from my nonsense and protected me uh, from an untimely demise. There you go. Because uh, I can assure you when you're getting into stuff like that, you can have a situation. Well, let's wrap up with uh, some more scores here that have gone final. Uh, SEC, number three ranked Tennessee. Tennessee uh, bringing back the Orange. 73-47 to 47 over Wright State today. Big game. Wasn't close from start to finish. Gonzaga, a squeaker. held on. They held on over uh, UNC, that is, what is that, UNC, not Charlotte. I'll just check it out here to make sure I can click it on so I can see because, once again, I left my readers at What's the, the house. It's
1: uh,
0: UNCG.
1: UNC, uh, Greenville, Spartanburg, Greenville, I mean, Green, uh, what is it, uh, UNC?
0: Charlotte, Greenville, is, no? That's
1: something like that. Something. I, can, I can't remember. Something <laughs> with a name
0: I can't remember. The bottom line is the good news is Gonzaga held on to win 68 Sixty-four, and right now the way March Madness works, the way it works every year in advance, is the game go. plan, uh, how you do it, uh, where you do it, and by how much is irrelevant. That's only for the betters. We don't get involved in that. Uh, so that's it. Another game uh, that uh, has went final. Number one seed Kansas. They won the four number one seeds year. Uh, knocked off Penn, seventy-six to sixty. And it's interesting because the Ivy League usually every couple of years uh, they they get in that. 14, 15, 16 seed, and somebody gets all oh, not a 16, but I know that 14 or 15, they have pulled some shockers right, from time right, to time. Right, so right. Uh, Kansas avoids getting an unnecessary and quick exit as they knock off Penn 76 to 16. Of course, there are games going on right now as well. Another game that uh, uh, is now final is Miami is gone. Ooh. Number six. Miami loses a heartbreaker to Loyola of Chicago.
1: I actually got a chance to see this game, and the kid came down and hit a dagger at the buzzer. At the buzzer, and uh, it
0: was a thing to, it was a thing
1: to see. I mean, that's the truest form of March Madness. You know, you allow you allow a team that probably shouldn't be around, shouldn't you
0: be hanging around,
1: <laughs> to hang around, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the ball game, magic happens, and that's why we call it March Madness
0: and the electric moment has gone to Loyola, Chicago. Number 11 knocks off number 6, Miami, 64-62 at the buzzer. A Number 2, Duke wins easily over Iona. Iona, give them a shout-out to Gales. G- you spell that G-A-E-L-S. That's their mascot. Right. I know that because I grew up just up the road from where they're located uh, down there in Westchester County, New York, and they've had some good teams you know, back in my day from time to time. They get in there in shock and surprise, but, no shock and surprise as Duke unleashed, shocking on them, eighty nine to sixty seven final game not close. State hangs on to win against uh, South Dakota State. Uh, number five Ohio State knocks them number twelve off, eighty one to seventy three. Seton Hall from the Big East. Uh, this used to be, I tell you, this, this used to be much, much CTV back in my day. The a- ACC Big East challenge man that used to be epic. Oh yeah, that should be epic. Well, we saw a little taste of it uh, today. Uh, but Seton Hall knocks off uh, NC State 94-83. Seton Hall, the eight seed. NC State, the number nine seed. Now, coming on later on tonight, SEC against the Big East as Texas A&M takes on Providence. Uh, that is actually, I guess, tomorrow at 1235. Cal State Fullerton will take on Purdue also on tomorrow. And we're going to give you an update here on what is happening right now as we speak. I think there's some games going on now. Let's take a peek. We go to our NCAA official scoreboard. Nice to have that. Number one, Villanova in the second half, easily ahead of Radford, almost doubling them up right now, 69-37. to 37. University of Kentucky is hanging on against Davidson, 41-38, with about 15 minutes to go in the second period. Tex- Texas Tech, a team really known more for football than basketball, is having some problems with another Texas school, Stephen F. New- Austin. Stephen F. Austin, giving it, it to him. They're giving it to him, up now at the half, 30-27. to 27. Uh, Another Texas school, University of Houston, Cougars, up over San Diego State, 34-29, with about a minute to go in the first half. And later on tonight, number eight, Virginia Tech against number nine, Alabama. That should be a good one. Uh, Both of those teams um, hungry. Alabama, of course, uh, winning at the buzzer in the SEC tournament uh, to really kind of stamp their ticket. And then later on, uh, number four, Arizona, will square off against number 13, Buffalo. That's all later on tonight, so... That's the thing about March Madness, man. You just kind of just set your TV and sit down.
1: Yeah, that's it. And you kind of, um, you know, the games that shouldn't be close, you pray that they are close. Right? Uh, that's why I'm pulling for uh, Georgia State tomorrow. I really want to see them do well. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I know we're not talking about it. I, I don't even. I really don't care who the University of Georgia gets. I knew, actually, I, <laughs> I
0: knew you didn't want to get into that because,
1: yeah. <laughs> As their head coach. But, uh, but he would be. I'm telling you, Ron Hunter would be such a great
0: fit, a wonderful choice
1: uh, for the University of Georgia. Um, you know, when the Georgia Tech position opened up uh, a couple of years ago, he was one of my one of my guys that a I lot thought of guys. would mm-hmm. be you know, perfect fit perfect fit for the program. Yep. You know, because he is a um, he's a guy that that kind of uh, if you're in the room with him, he's very infectious. He is, um, you know. He's a guy right now, if I had two or three plays left in me, I would try to play for him. Try to play for him. You know yep. Because so he, makes he, you he, he makes you feel that he really, way. He really does.
0: he really does. he's a, a good Christian brother. He always seems to have a smile on his face. Uh and like you said, his attitude being around him is very infectious. Even and even and even he's it just you know, even after that magical run, uh, to be able to make fun of himself. As he was hobbling around in that <laughs> cart, and it got so excited and fell over. Right. Um, but he, I remember seeing him with the cart at, at Georgia State football uh, when they were trying to get things ramped up, and he was there. And he was like a superstar, man. I mean, everybody's crowding oh, yeah. around him with the autographs and so forth. And then, you, you know, how cool is it? We talk about off, off air, uh, how great it is when a man has a good relationship with his son. Oh man. You know, and man. now how? How much, I even asked him about that, and he said, you just can't put in words. You know, how great it was to not only be able to coach his son, but to have every father's dream—see his son hit the big shot. Right, right, right. And I mean, right. just you know, and,
1: and you love those moments, and you love the uh, the affirmation right. uh, from a father to a son. I mean, you love all of those things that you get a chance to see uh, and look behind the wall and see that uh, them be have raw emotions at that moment. You know, and that—that's what we all aspire to. I know when I, my dad was, was alive, you know, I, I aspire to. Uh, for his approval you know and i never forget the first time he really let me know that he would that i was doing okay you know it, it did something for me it did something for me as a man it affirmed me as a um you know because i was young when i left home and it really affirmed me in my manhood and made me you know it made me feel like somebody you know and made me feel like you know i was i was moving in, in in the right direction and you know we all you know as as children of god we we look for that that affirmation from our natural father, just like we look for the affirmation from our from our heavenly father. So, no doubt, you know that that was just a a, a good thing for me to to have experienced. And you know, I, I just uh, I love my dad. He's he's in heaven now, but I, I love him, and I, I know that he was he was a man that was a few words, but he, um, you know, I know he I knew he loved me. Yes, sir. And that made me that 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 made me the man I am today. The reason why I do the things I do is because. He instilled a lot of that stuff in me and you can see that in, in Ron Hunter. I said that to say that about Ron Hunter. No, I Ron, got you not no, go ahead. You can see you can see that uh really being um you know instilled into his son and, and you know if he's instilling that in his son, he's instilling that in every kid that plays for
0: him. That's correct.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you know for any program that that seeks after him or that comes after him or that, that you know, as we said, the University of Georgia, that would be He's a Georgia guy. He can recruit Atlanta. Oh, he can recruit buddy, please. <laughs> you know, he can recruit all surrounding areas. Um, you know, and if they by chance go on, go into to this game, keep it close, have an opportunity down at the end of the ball game to win it. You know, this is I mean, I know he's already kinda of got national acclaim, but this would set this program and set Ron Hunter up for, for some time to come.
0: Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, when you get into a situation and uh, you, as a 15 seed, can knock off a number two seed. And again, it doesn't happen that often, but it has happened. Right. Um, and especially after the magic he was able to do just four years ago, uh, he's already kind of on a list of those coaches that people are looking for to take the next level. But if he did that, you know, there's no question that, that they'd be beating the doors down to get him. And I know George is trying to play very low key about this because, you know, it's a respect thing. It's, it's, it's another school in your state. They're in the uh, postseason, so everybody from Georgia has been very nonchalant. But I, I think that if he's not on their short list, they're yeah, a bunch of dummies.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think they're a bunch of numbers anyway. Talking <laughs> like a true, uh, true yellow jacket, like, like yeah. a yellow jacket yep. man would say, you know, it, it's really okay. But um, you know, and uh, to see what that model did to him this week was kind of uh, that was very. Uh, <laughs> nice to see. You like that. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he needed to keep the the bankroll coming, so he took the took the interview, came in, and saw it twice, and was like, okay, yeah, I, I came. I thanks for it. no thanks, right? No, I don't think I, don't I, think
0: right I now. I don't want right. no part of this situation. No parts
1: of it right now. I'm out. You know? And and it's hard to come into SEC country to be the coach because you know you're going to be checking fiddle to what's going on right over there in Athens right now. Especially
0: you know? now. Yeah. I mean, you especially you, now. You, you're going to be a second stringer, bro, for a minute because, right. I mean, Kirby's, <laughs> Kirby's got things rolling. But well, guys, we got things rolling here. We're going to take a, a quick break here so we can throw some a little appreciation to some sponsors. you listen to the Real Talk Sports Show as we are you right here just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, here at the uh, Holiday Inn in the Sweets of the You're off there with our outgoing music, but we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Do you do hair, makeup, nails, or DJ as a hobby? The expenses you acquired and the money you made can be claimed in your tax return. Have a qualified child? You can get up to $4,373 or more. Call Raouf Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We will give you $25 gift card for any referrals that become a client. Your name also will be placed in the drawing to win a $100 gift card at the end of the tax season for your referral. Call now, Raul Tax Service at 678 561 0774. We help more people get returns on their returns. righty, guys, we're back here on blogtalkradio.com. You can check us out there. If you can only listen, you can go ahead and do so. And uh, we are broadcasting. Now, of course, we're broadcasting also live on two different video streams. We're on Periscope. TV, and we're also on Facebook Live. Jonathan Simmons here. Kent Swilling in the building here as we are talking sports as we like to do each and every week. Well, you know, we, we we're just kind of wrapping up here with the NCAAs and talking about coaching moves and, uh, you know, should Ron Hunter go to the University of Georgia, I think that uh, would be an outstanding fit. Now, the other the other guy, which I don't think that they would bring him in, but, you know, they talked about, you know, you've got some outstanding um some outstanding high school coaches here in Atlanta that have done some great work. Now one guy that uh that uh and I'm not sure if he's I think he's an assistant coach now on someone's staff already, but you know Sherm White from out of uh um that was a coach for years, uh, won five straight uh state titles over at uh what the heck is school over there in, in Decatur or Stone Mountain area. I'm drawing a blank now. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh anyway. Uh, uh Sherm White, in he already at Georgia State? Yeah, but he would be a good guy to kind yeah. of – he'd be another guy. I knew he was on somebody's <laughs> staff somewhere, but he would he, – he, He's on – he's at right. Georgia State. But uh, he would be another candidate, uh, a yeah. guy that if you're saying I'm trying to reach into to guys had a lot of experience in the high school range, like you said, man, uh, five straight consecutive uh, two of the five years. He right. was national high school basketball coach of the year. So
1: uh, Okay, he coached at um... – School
0: to Deion Glover went to. Right? right, and that's why I can't believe I'm just trying I mean, to make – he's been on my show, Coach, don't get mad. I'm just – I'm just <laughs> – you know, kind of had a <laughs> – I had a blackout here. I will get it. I get it together and, after a while.
1: I drive by that school all the time and, Please, and, can't, and can't see the name of it. Right,
0: uh, and it's right, right
1: right on River Road. Yes, right sir.
0: There. Yep.
1: Uh, I can tell you where it is. I can take you to it. <laughs> it yeah. Just can't. It just can't. Uh, can't I don't know why I'm uh,
0: drawing these blanks, guys. But never, nevertheless, in DeKalb County, Cedar, Cedar, we Grove.
1: Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove. That's it. Yeah.
0: Cedar Grove High School. Uh, yeah, you said five straight, um, uh, five straight state titles. Uh, this guy won uh, here. So, uh, again, he'd be on the short list. Came to Georgia State back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, he said Cedar Grove. Sorry, it's Miller Grove. Miller Grove. I'm, Miller Grove. I'm, I'm, the Wolverines, we love you, bro. We love you. I, love I, knew, you. It one, I knew it was one Some of them. Kind of the <laughs> it was the Grove. So, we love you, Miller Grove. We appreciate you. We don't want anybody to say, yeah, I said he was Cedar Grove. Yes, we corrected ourselves before we get off the air. It is uh, Miller Grove High School. Sharman uh, White, uh, like I said, the guy was a phenomenal high school coach. So, that would be. Uh, a possibility, and, and, again, a two-time national high school basketball I mean, if coach. nothing of
1: else, you got to bring a guy like that in because he has the pulse of
0: oh, these yeah. young kids, mm-hmm.
1: you know, and getting guys to stay within the state yep. uh, to build something positive over there would be great.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, you know, it, speaking of the situation, now is not a new program, but when you're trying to get something built, trying to jumpstart start a program that's been fairly dormant. I don't want to take it away from Mark Fox. He did get him to the tournament twice. I'm not trying to just say the guy was a bum, but I'm saying that you know you bum. as Ken Snickers. <laughs> I would, <was laughs> I would, do it. I would, do it. He's a, right. <laughs> He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Well, at the end of the day, um, he would be rejuvenating that program if you bring a guy like White in or Ron Hunter. I think either one of those guys would do a phenomenal job. What do you think, guys? Uh, you can give us a call. Phone lines are now open. 347 326 9991. As you are listening to the Real Talk Sports Show here on uh, the Real Talk Sports TV network on Facebook Live and on Periscope, and of course, uh, you can check us out on Block Talk Radio, Real Talk Sports ATL in the building. We're going to shift gears here and uh, talk a little NFL. Uh, the money has been flowing, and, and not the money has been flowing, but it's been time some some moves that I'm not I don't understand. I mean I guess I do understand because it always does get down to money. Right. But I mean like what LA now, the Rams the hot ticket now? Is that it? Well, you know, keep well, the leaves was, over there and, well, uh,
1: they will be uh they, they will be the hot hot tickets. I said, they'll be moving to um uh to Las Vegas soon.
0: Well well
1: Yeah, they'll be moving soon.
0: No, hey, they, are they going to with the Raiders? Are they moving? The Raiders are moving. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about, but to leave—is is he signed with the Rams? Or did I get it wrong? Oh,
1: no, the You're you, you right. right, the Rams. Right, the Rams.
0: So I'm yeah. saying, you know, if I if I look if I look at that, and then the Rams signed someone else, they've made some major signings here yep. of guys all coming over there. Now, um, the thing I find the most interesting. Let me just—I was going to wait for this to last. But let's just get right to it, guys. <laughs> I want somebody to call me here at 347-326-9991. And tell me, do you think a man that has won all of zero playoff games, that has won all of zero passing titles, that has won all of zero MVPs, should be getting a whopping $84 million that is guaranteed. 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 Unprecedented.
1: Guaranteed. Boy, he got the big joker and the little joker, man. He and the little joker. <laughs> <laughs> he got it all, man. He got the guarantee. That's how you know what the big joke is. The big joke is the one with the guarantee on it. This is what I'm playing anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, Minister, that was uh, game-changing, if you ask me. Um, I think maybe from this point on, we might see quarterbacks seeking that, especially those who have actually done something.
0: Come on, Matt. You know, so,
1: you know, I'm I'm looking at Matt Ryan and I'm looking at um, – um kid up in um Green Bay. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rogers, yep. I'm looking at those guys, I'm you know, and I'm like, okay, this guy this guy's kinda laid the gauntlet down. Uh what you gonna do? What are you gonna demand? You know, and you know at this point in time, you know, it's funny to me, you know, as much as people, you know, some fans, I won't say all fans, yeah, but some fans don't that. like um uh, Matt Ryan. Don't like right. uh, what he has done here and the things that he's accomplished. Um 10 years from now you will look back at this era of football in Atlanta. Yes sir. and you'll realize that we've had, you know, and you know, an elite quarterback play here and has done some some really good stuff uh for this franchise. And he is um you know, when you look at other teams that are Still trying to find that guy. When I look at you know you you know the Vikings, they were in the in the game
0: to go to the but game it, last listen, year. Listen, okay, this, this is I don't want to hear anybody say anything more about the players, the money they get. I don't want to hear anything more about this because this is what I have believed all along. The players don't create this problem. Right. The owners cause this problem. As a matter of fact, let's hear from Kirk Cousins right now. Let's take a listen. All right, well, that's, that's all we're going to hear from, from Kirk right now. Here's our, you know, it is when you grabbing something from off the net, you always have a little uh, uh, online stream problem. So anyway, bottom line is you heard Kirk talking about this, and if you read the quote, he said, I've always felt a little bit underrated, a little bit overlooked. Well, Okay, now he can certainly, I can see he had that chip on his shoulder. The rg three was – came with a big splash. He was actually a fourth-round pick. Uh, clearly, when it came to competing, uh, after especially after RG3 got injured, uh, Kirk clearly out-competed him, and we saw that as time went on. We see that he's getting $84 million, and the only news we got from Robert Griffin, is he's getting married again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a little bit more from Kirk. Here we go. So anyway, I mean, he's talking about uh, questions. the questions obviously coming to him about the amount of money he's receiving and, and, and kind of does that make sense. And I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't make sense. It, i tell you the other one that, that to me, the guy, it's amazing to me how, it's not amazing anymore because I'm older now, so it doesn't amaze me as an OG. But I got to tell you guys, spin, uh, there's a term used to call the spin doctors. And those are the people that the politicians would call out uh, to create a narrative uh, that's you know sports guys everybody has a marketing PR person oh, and yeah. basically spin docs and what that what that means is they take a situation and they in essence spin it they give you what I you know basically is a uh, a milder form of propaganda okay so they spun you this story that John Lynch I love the guy as a player the guy was a, a big time hitter uh, guy was a, a great defensive player and uh, for years and years with uh, with Denver and then obviously went on to win. Uh, you know, a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay with John Gruden. So I'm not taking anything away from him on the field. And certainly, you know, in his first year coming to San Francisco would kind of come into a firestorm. He kind of, as best he could, kind of kept the ship right. But to me, this guy, um, you know, first of all, the, the false narrative of this conversation he had allegedly with Colin Kaepernick, which, you know, really he said, well, hey, the guy can't be on the team. So I don't think there's any conversation. They were like, the conversation, yeah. is, you're not coming back here, okay, because we don't want to deal with this. We, we appreciate you as a man and your right as an American citizen, but you can't do that right here. Okay? Right. So you get, you get a, a, a fluke trade, okay? a trade that made no sense to me, where you get uh, a backup, heir apparent to a guy that is considered probably the greatest of all time for a second round pick. Right. Uh, what it, it clearly was some kind of like a huffy hissy move where Bill Belichick was mad uh, that he was getting pressure from ownership to keep Tommy happy. So you get this guy on a fluke, he wins for you, what what was the record, five and one? He won won five games. Okay, he won five games. Five games in uh, about a half a season. Right. Now, I understand you can tell, well, man, you know, when Brady was out, they went three and one. Okay, so now that gives him eight wins. And you announced to the world that you're going to sign this guy for what I think was a five-year, $135 million contract. which equated to about $27 million a year. (laughs) <laughs> okay and, and Kirk Cousins Everybody jump up and down About him getting 28 million guarantee Well folks You are aware That when you sign When they put you on the uh, On the um, When they make you sign The tender uh, When they take you Off the market What's the What they call it They call it again When they put you In a one year tender And you can't be a free agent you, you know what I'm talking about Like what they've done with The last three years Right right. Okay
1: they, when, when they when they kind of signed him to those Right Those, those deals And they, they kind of Kind of Kind of had him there and was able to franchise him. Franchise
0: tag, okay. <laughs> now y'all aware, guys, the franchise tag that's that's straight money. That's not no, that's not deferred money. Right, that's yeah, straight, straight money. money. So yeah. Kirk has been getting paid. I mean, he, he's been on a t- steady escalator to the top of the payroll chart.
1: Right, and it's an average of of, of the top. I think top five right. salaries at your position. So
0: there you have it. So you got you got these highly paid players. Don't get me wrong. Can these guys throw the football? Yeah, they can. They can. They can do it. They can, uh, as 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 the guys like to say, play in the game. They can spin it. Now, I'm not trying to right. take anything away, but I'm saying, and you can say what well, they've had mediocre talent around them, but the two highest-paid quarterbacks in the league are Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, and those guys have won a combined to love. I think one playoff game. Yeah. I'm just saying, one playoff game between the two of them. And these guys got all the money, so that's telling me the stupidity of the owners reaches no bounds.
1: Well, well, you know, you know,
0: I, in their defense,
1: I mean, at least now there are guys getting paid who at least have had have, have played in NFL games, and the potential seems to be a little more real than what it what it was when
0: Sam Bradford, yeah,
1: you know, when he had Sam Sam Bradford and. And Orion Leaf and all of those guys coming out that got paid a tremendous amount of money. was uh, kid uh, came out of lSU that didn't didn't make it to Marcus Russell. Oh my goodness, but, goodness. You know, when you got you, you know you had those exorbitant kind of kind of uh, you know bigger than life kind of contracts, and
0: they spent a lot on that and, purple
1: and, drink, and you have done nothing, not a thing you know, so at least now. These guys have played in an NFL right. situation, so right. they're a little bit more deserving of what they're getting. Now, should they be getting what they get? You know, I believe that a player should get what the market bears.
0: Right, <laughs> and, 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 and don't get me wrong. Right, and I'm not. And, and again, it's easy for me to sit here, not have my body be abused and not play a game, which I know we we never really talk about this because it's not it, it's it's basically you can get hit by a car and get killed. So I'm not trying to you know right. overblow this, but at the end of the day. Football the football a lot like NASCAR. It don't happen too often, but something really bad can happen to you. Something, something
1: real bad can happen. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean you look at uh we just had it happen
1: this year with Ryan, Ryan Shazier. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That was a situation, a tackle that he's made a hundred
0: a hundred routine tackle times.
1: routine time. And his head just happened to be in the wrong position this one time. Yep. And and now, you know, he, he deals with, you know, some uh, uh some paralysis situation and he's now trying to get himself back together. So it is a very, very dangerous sport and I believe, you know, and getting back to Kirk Cousins' situation, him getting the guaranteed money was game changing to me. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that because, about it. You know, you're going to see, you know, the bat rounds of the world and all those guys seek after those kind of kind of guarantees. As they should. You know,
0: as they should. I mean, you know, you talk, you're giving it again, you give it to a guy. And, I, and listen, I, I, the young man has played well. I get it. <clears throat> I mean, he's, his numbers are well. And you say to yourself, okay, well, the guy's really not had an and all-pro wide receiver. He's an outstanding tight end, obviously. Had some good running backs coming in now. Who are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, pretty good tight end. Who are you talking about? Hold on a second. Pull up. You talking, he, talking about um, Jordan? You talking, talking about Kurt?
1: You talking about Kurt Cousins? Yeah, yeah. So you talking about the kid that's, that's been hurt? Um, <laughs> he's been in the league four years and been hurt three of them? Come on, man. I, I'm just saying. I'm just asking a
0: question. Right. Did Now, did he have did he have Vernon Davis last year a little bit? He had Vernon Davis a little right. bit. You know, I know yeah. Vernon's old, but he – I mean, he can still burn a little bit, but um,
1: you know, this kid, um, you know, the other the other kid, eighty six, I can't never right. call his name, right. but uh, he is kind of the guy that has been um, you know, an anomaly kind of because when he's healthy, when he's, 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 he's healthy, he good, mm-hmm. but you know, he just just stays hurt too much.
0: So again, we we don't want to. I mean, I don't want. Um, I, I I guess I don't want to see the problem that you run into is when somebody gets this much money, you have a tendency to to really kind of throw off on the guy's achievements. I mean, we don't want to because. His numbers are what they are. The last couple of uh-huh. years he's been in the top five or six as far as yardage, as far as, you know, completion then I mean touchdown interception ratio. So I don't want to right. take anything away from the guy, but I kind of do. Twenty million dollars is a lot of money. Okay. It's just a lot of money. Guaranteed uh, okay, on top okay. of that.
1: Teams teams over over five hundred or uh, playoff teams, uh, what's his winning percentage against those teams,
0: I wonder. Well, that we should look that up. You know, uh, I, I, wonder, I, I bet he's
1: like four and nineteen or something crazy like that. I bet he has not won very many games.
0: Right. And see everybody here will say they say, Well now what people would say to me back to me the, the Matt Ryan haters, they would say, Well man, if Kirk Cousins had the same team Matt had he had the same kind of numbers. <laughs> he might have better numbers. He got a better
1: arm. <laughs> well he does have a better arm. Right. But we're gonna find I, I would agree with that. Well
0: that's true. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna find out because now he's going to a team where on paper at least they have all of the uh, the tools. All of the measurables are there. Everything are there?
1: everything is there. They got the defense. Uh, they got receivers yep. with with, with Diggs and Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they got the running game because, um, you know, the, the kid from Florida State, Dalvin Cook, will be back. Will he be back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you got those situations are there, you know, and, and, and it's going to look real good on paper. But my thing is you can never predict the NFL nope. from year to year. The only team, the most consistent team in the NFL is Anomaly, and they do it with, um, I call them, the, the, they're the land of misfit toys, <laughs> if you ask me. They they are the island of misfit toys because you take Danny Amendola and put him on another team. Which we'll uh, find out take, this you, year because we'll, he's going to we'll, Miami. So we'll find, find out. Going we'll back. find out. Yep. Going, they're going back to Miami. You take uh, James White, put him on another team. We'll find we'll out. We'll mm-hmm. find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take all of these cats around and, and put them on other teams, and if you don't know how to use these guys, you know it's worthless. Right, it's worthless. But Belichick, Brady knew how to use uh, and, and knew and you knew how to get together and, and use these the pieces that they had. You, I'll tell you another expendable piece for 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 um for Pat. It's going to be uh, Gronk
0: at some point. Yeah, because it's, he's. I mean, uh,
1: so if you ask me, he's expendable right now.
0: He spends a lot of time on the sidelines, bro.
1: Yeah, he spends a lot of time on the sidelines. And then you can you can already see whenever they it's like they go into every week with a situation, if Gronk gets hurt, this is what we're gonna do. Right. Right. They plan for him getting hurt.
0: Yep. And you can almost see it. Yep. <laughs> but the thing about it, when he's healthy, they are they are the dominant team. Yeah, they just yeah, they're, very, very, yeah, they're, very, just, yeah, they're yeah. very tough to stop defensively. Uh, when he is healthy. Well guys, uh we have opened the phone lines back up again, three four seven, three two six, ninety nine ninety one. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we're winding around the corner here. Um, yeah, let's take a look at some of the other uh guys that got a check. Uh Sam Bradford. Getting paid again. He'll get paid, boy. He's a bad boy. Oh, Sam's
1: a bad boy. Sam got two bad knees, a bad back
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean he Sam should be able to get he should be able to get a promotional deal with the people that sell peanut butter. He really should, bro. Because that guy is one of the most fragile guys I've ever seen, man. And it's always the same thing. He teases you, bro, because he just, you know, he gets – and here's the thing about Sam. If you look at his numbers overall, his numbers are okay. I mean, touchdown-interception ratio, decent, um, but – It just seems like in these last years after the injuries, he's really become – a. a, and you can say it's about Drew Brees, I guess, too. I don't know. But he just – to me, he seems to dink and dunk on any quarterback I've ever seen, bro. Drew
1: Drew hasn't been hurt like –
0: No, 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 Brees hasn't been hurt. But, I mean, sometimes, you know, people will accuse Brees of, of, you know, kind of short-arming you down the field. But I'm saying at the end of the day, um, I don't know, man. I mean, some guys just get the love, man. So, I think what it is, too, this is what I really believe. When I see cats that, you know – I'm watching, because I haven't played a lick, when I'm watching, like, the NFL Network and I watch the reaction of guys that played the game, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, hey, man, something is up. And what these guys even going to mention, it's the same thing in, in any job. Likability is, is a big factor. It's a big factor. It's and so, evidently, factor. Sam is a likable fellow. Everybody says the guy's a nice guy, He works hard. And all, those kind of, all those kind of things they say, you know. Yeah, he's made over $150 million playing,
1: playing quarterback in the NFL. Yes, sir. And he had not won... Um, Anything of, of of record had won any championships had really won anything had had any notable uh, big time wins. I mean, last year was the closest that I've seen him kind of play, right? Uh, kind of free, right? Uh, until, he got hurt. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> until he got hurt. Oh, look out! I'm hurt. <laughs> Watch it. Watch out! Watch out! You know, next thing you know, he's knees hurt. Next thing you know, he's you know, and on the plays he get hurt, nobody touches him. It, it's yeah, because he, he
0: is very fragile, I mean, that's just to me the guy is very, very fragile. Um you just you you just he just is. Um he needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe these lessons, but he's got too much calcium. He, doesn't that make does that mess you up? You get too much? I don't know, man, but he's he he's definitely a brittle guy, but uh he's he's getting a check. Um uh Trevor Simeon looks like he's leaving Denver. Yeah. And uh he's gonna get a check uh to sit down and hold that clipboard, which, I yes. mean, it's okay. I mean, because really, to be honest with you, he really, he has some flashes, but the guy just really wasn't a starter. He was, he he's really, not a, not a he's starter. He's not. I mean, not he's a, a good backup guy, give you, you know, some emergency play.
1: It's funny. We could go down the, the list of teams in the league and play starter, not a starter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> you know, and,
1: and you, you'll find most of the team. And that's why, you know, I'm telling you, Atlanta fans, Atlanta people, you better cherish these moments. Because the window, as soon as the window opens in, to win a championship, right. it immediately starts to close.
0: And it's already started to close <laughs> in Atlanta. Because really, Atlanta right now should be sitting on, uh, if not back-to-back titles, they should be at least be sitting on back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back Super Bowl trip. appearances. Right. Because at the end of the day, uh, even with all the bumps and bruises they had, their defense played so well in the second half of right. the year that they, they really could have and should have beat Philadelphia. And exactly. it's bad when a team says, Later, hey, man, we, we don't know why they stopped giving Coleman the ball because we couldn't, stop, we couldn't him. stop him. I mean, and, and I can
1: see that at the house. <laughs> and they don't pay me a dime. I, I don't they don't it. pay me a dime, man. No.
0: They pay me nothing. And I never played <laughs> not one down of D1 football, man. not one down of pro football. And I said, why are they not giving him the I ball?
1: Mean, all I know is this. If you can feed the hot man,
0: you it's know, common if, sense, bro. If
1: Jojo is hitting threes. Right. Get a ball to Jojo. Get the ball to
0: Jojo. <laughs> it's it's real simple. But it's not brain surgery. They're making this thing too hard. It's, too it's not hard, brain man. surgery. They make it too hard. It's not brain surgery.
1: You and got people. to coast your ability, coast the abilities of, of the of the players that you have. And once one
0: is on one, right. Keep feeding. See that's why Turbo gone. <laughs> Turbo not gone because you know he did have some drops last year, but Turbo's gone because they did not find the ability like Shanahan did to get him right. the ball. When he could really do maximum damage, right? And I, I thought he would end up
1: there. He would end up out there. I guess they just can work something out. But uh, you know, he'll 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 be, do well in uh, in in Chicago. Yep. He'll do real
0: well. Yep, sure will. And just so you guys know, you, so you think me and Ken are not, you know, uh, you know, just just uh, rubbing up on Matt Ryan. The guy's been in the league for ten years. Okay, Matt Ryan has been in here for ten 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 years. Uh, and the Falcons, of the 10 years that he's been here, I believe have been the postseason play, seven of the 10 years right? that he's been here. Um, his average season looks like this, okay? Uh, his average season sets up where he is going to throw probably somewhere around 23, 24 touchdown passes for you, and uh, he's, matter of fact, 26, because he's thrown 260 in his 10 years here, and he's only thrown... 126 interceptions. When I say only thrown, that's anytime a quarterback can give you a two-to-one ratio right. touchdown interception, that'd be good. Okay, in no year has he ever thrown uh, more touchdown. I mean, more interceptions than touchdown passes. In no year has he been there. Even the first year as a rookie, he got in the postseason play as a rookie. 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 3,400 yards passing for a guy. And not only as a rookie, but coming in to a place where he's trying to replace a guy that is not just a fan favorite in Atlanta, but no. is b- beloved in Atlanta, <laughs> but he's one of the favorite players mm, of not just the fans in the NFL, but the players. The players, right. The players. That's you right. got guys came into the league while Mike was still playing, or came in the league after him, that were actually saying, hey, man, I played you on Madden. There you go. Okay? Because it, it was like it was like, uh, Bo Jackson on Techno Bowl. If you have Mike, you basically say, okay, well, you're not, you're not going to stop me. I mean, this guy was incredible. So Matt Ryan comes into all of that, with all that stuff going on, his lifetime completion percentage is just under 65%, 64.9%. Wow. So let me just de- random measure. An average Matt Ryan season looks like this. About 3,800 yards passing, uh, almost 4,000 yards now. He's averaging just under 4,000 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 65% passing completion ratio, and most likely you're going to be either having a winning record or a winning record and a playoff appearance. Right. So I'm just saying, what's the problem?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, people like who they like, it, and, and, and they have an opportunity to do that. And that's everybody's, uh, you know, that's their right to do that. Right. But I just don't want people to look back uh, when we when we have a, if we, God forbid, but if we ever get a Harvard quarterback or or 9 in a uh, quarterback purgatory like like <laughs> some teams, uh, like Cleveland, Cleveland has had over twenty six oh, yeah, that have bro. not uh, have not panned out, you know, and, uh, and they're headed for twenty seven because there's no it's no end in sight with this stuff, you know. So you know, at least we ha- have a quarterback that that has been able uh, to give us and to lead us into good stuff. You know, we you know if he wins if he wins the championship uh, if he wins a Super Bowl. I believe uh, people will be more, um, you you know, taking me in a little bit more. Oh, there's
0: no question. As soon as he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be like Steve Young, take the monkey off my back. And here's the interesting thing. Now, I've mentioned this before, and people give me kind of squiggly eyes, but if Matt Ryan wins the Super Bowl, and especially if he plays well in that Super Bowl, people, you better understand that he would now be on a potential list of a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I know it seems odd for me to say it. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying – because it's a cumulative thing. And if you look at his numbers, okay, especially if you look at this run from, like, 2010 to 2000, really, 2016. Right. This guy put up some numbers. I right, mean, you right. know, uh, 2010, 28-9, 3,700 yards. Uh, 2011, 29-12, 4,200 yards. Uh, 2013 uh, and on a really, Tina wasn't necessarily that good, 26 touchdowns and 4,500 yards, and, of course, got MVP season. I mean, you you got to go back and review these numbers. I don't care if he had Julio, 10 Julios. The guy threw for 4,900 yards, wow. 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. But here's the staggering number. Very well as a quarterback do this. His average per attempt was 9.3 yards per attempt. Right, Not completion right. per attempt. That's almost like a first down every attempt. Exactly. That does, okay, you can say what you want, but that's some. That's some numbers. I don't care who you got messing around. I think that that number put him number three overall, only behind Brady and Breeze that year right. for yardage. So you're right. Come on now. I mean, you know, and what? Here's the thing. Had Shanahan not made the crazy call, the guy might have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Might have been the MVP. Probably would have been. I'm just saying. So, you know, it's just like nine two point nine made up a little song. It's not Matt's fault. Not his fault. <laughs> not this time. I mean, there were some times. <laughs> but was his fault? But this time, it's not his fault. All right, guys, you can call in and let us know what you think about Matt Ryan, about the quarterback situation around the league. Telephone number is 347-326-9991. And we will keep the phone lines open. We'll go to a little bonus time. We'll give you about 15 minutes extra before we sign off, since we start a little bit later today. Give you guys an opportunity to join in on the conversation. All right, back to more NFL free Well, First of all, before we do that, uh, we certainly want to offer our our, uh, condolences to the – uh, New Orleans Saints and the Saints family uh, as their owner uh, passed away, I believe it was yesterday, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 90 years old. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the guy, you know, it's funny how it works when you're an owner. Like, everybody loves you. Then If you tell them I'm going to move the team, everybody hates you. Everybody hates then you. you come back. But yeah, Saints owner Tom Benson right. uh, passed away at the ripe old age of 90. 90. 90 years old, but uh, he accomplished something that many owners don't accomplish: a Super Bowl for his city.
1: Yes, uh, got so, a Super Bowl for his city. Yeah, was able to, um, you know, to, you know, they were talking about at one time when Eric and Trina came, they were talking about moving.
0: So we got to get uh, out of here. <laughs> uh,
1: moving the 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 uh, the Saints, and they didn't, and that kind of, you know, that made him more beloved to the uh, to the uh, to the city there, to the Crescent City. Also, you know, owner of the the, the Pelicans you know, had opportunities. you know, and I I still get mad about, you know, the situation with the the Pelicans when they they got Chris Paul when, you know, Chris Paul should have been a Laker.
0: Well, I tell people all the time, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you that there are certain commissioners that were gangsters. Mm -hmm. And one of them was David Stern and the NBA was a gangster, bro. Yes. I mean, because basically he said, I'm not going to have L.A., because uh, cause really, if you really peel back the onion, the bigger situation was is that they did not want the myth destroyed. Now I'm not taking right. anything away from Mike. Mike did great stuff, but they didn't want to have a situation where Kobe was now potentially going to pass Mike and now become the standard bearer.
1: Oh, here comes the conspiracy theory. There you go. Uh, I knew I was waiting on the whole program. I've been waiting on this guy to show up. In last
0: fifteen minutes. Here you go. Right. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. Now I didn't start this. You said to me, now, you,
1: I, I just said I did. I just didn't like that he didn't get a chance to
0: play. Uh, okay, well,
1: why didn't he get a chance to play? Well, we we know that we know the commissioner blocked it. the commissioner
0: <laughs> blocked it. Okay, it wasn't nobody. Everybody had the money. The two teams agreed. The trade was made. Yeah. The commissioner blocked it. Okay, now the
1: the the. The conspiracy comes with the the rendering of, of, of yours, of Mike, being uh, somehow thrown into the mix. That, that oh, okay. Uh, to over, overshadow Mike and da-da-da-da. Okay, I'll
0: pull back on that. Okay, thing. thank All you. Right, I appreciate pull it. Back. Pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> Even though I'm still feeling kind of somewhat away. Well, let me do this. Before I go any further, we want to give a shout out uh, to the many people who have logged in on Facebook. And, you know, I'm just going to set up another page called the Ken Swilling Fan Club. That's what I'm going to do. i uh, going to give a shout-out to Miss Erica Swilling-Nobles saying hello. Nathan Lewis, my boy, he also has a sports show that he does online, so kudos to him. Uh, Miss Rebecca Turkin-Barksdale, always been a, a big supporter of the program. Thank God for her. Yeah. L.C. Hayes Basketball in the building. Yes. Uh, thank God for all these people. Uh, Kevin Sparks. Kevin um, Sparks. Mia Green Avery Danielle Ware That is the first lady over at uh, Word Up Church With my good buddy Pastor Saan Edward Ware They actually now have moved They actually have a church in their house They now have a, uh, uh, a building that they're renting now So right. God is moving with them Of course our good buddy April sent me out Who told us Hey y'all too low, y'all too low. Turn it <laughs> up uh, Simone Beasley out of Detroit A uh, young man does a great program up there He's got an online program And he wants to assist us with covering Some stuff in Detroit So we're going sure. to hopefully work with him and uh, David Grace, that guy, I'm actually going to bring him on so you guys can see him again. I brought him on about a year or two ago. An unbelievable story uh, of a man uh, actually taking literally the idea of, of sharing the gospel everywhere. This guy goes to almost every major book signing, a golf tournament where athletes are, and he feels the Lord has led him uh, to try to get a word. Uh, uh, about salvation of these men. Shaq's book signing, he's got and a good friend of his, an author, wrote a book called uh, You're Just One Breath Away. And uh, he has gotten his hands into the book of athletes, famous people. Matter of fact, he even got the book into the hands of Donald Trump. Now, I don't think Mr. Trump has read it yet, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why, why I took a shot. Can I take a shot? You, you took a shot. That was wrong. Man?
0: Okay. Maybe but, he has read it. But he probably has read it. Right. He, probably, he might have read it. But sometimes you don't act like, you know. But anyway, all that being said, uh, David Grace, brother, does a tremendous job. He goes out there uh, to Falcons' home game. And literally, man, he's out there uh, just working the streets, passing out tracks, passing out the books, talking to people about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So big, big shout to him. Big shout to everybody that watches the show on Facebook, shares it. Uh, every week, you know, we have about 50 or 60 shares, and, and that really helps drive the views up of the show. And uh, we hope that, like I said again, at some point, We'll have some additional personnel here. We right. can really kind of grow this show, and uh, who knows? You know, we, we you you might you might see a real talk sports TV show that you can actually be at home and turn on your TV. Turn to TV too, and say, oh, that, that would be great. That that's be our awesome. guys right there. So we thank God and Periscope. We thank God for all the people who um, watch the replay, the archive broadcast. Because that's why I see a lot of people kind of log on after the fact, and we appreciate all you guys. And we'll just tell you, listen, if you're in the Atlanta area, uh and you want to come out, man, we'd love to have you hang out here. They got some great food here. As you can see, we, we're in the we're in the lounge, you know? Just
1: chilling.
0: And you can see right behind us there they have some comfortable seating there, nice decor here, so you can chill out. Here it's not loud. Uh so if you guys really want to come out and get a I mean, one of the best hamburgers around, a three grind burger, porterhouse, a lean ground beef, and brisket. That's right, they grind up some brisket and put in the hamburger. <laughs>
1: Every week you say that, it makes my mouth water. That's what
0: I'm saying, boys. I'm not. They get down. Uh, and actually, they make a decent breakfast buffet, too, because I normally hit that up on Sunday when I'm here doing a little preaching in the park. And I know we're not in the park, but they have some fake trees here. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, I've been meaning to ask you about that. I know this is not, maybe not the show. Go I'm to ask you off the air, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, when are you going to go back to the park?
0: Well, as soon as it warms up, brother. Because okay. I, mean, uh-huh. I go out in the morning, and it, there's already just the joggers out there now. So I'm certainly people will be very discouraged to come out and join me when it's thirty eight degrees outside. Well, you know, yeah. So I but I will be back preaching at Park Clark Park, good Lord Willing. Um might even do it this Sunday because the temperature's supposed to be kinda seasonable. So it's supposed to rain this Sunday too. Well, then maybe not. I'm just just saying. I well, might be know. I might be better. but it, but it, I could do it because it actually does it's a sheltered area, just so you guys know, it's a sheltered area at Clark Park, not too far off of one thirty eight right near the uh Uh, the library, and it's right behind the Mall Mander Center. Uh, Come out there. They have basically everything they have here. They got uh, Wi-Fi. They got plug-ins there, so you guys want to come out. Nice little benches. There's a covered uh, picnic area. Uh, You can bring your own food so we can, you know, after we break the bread of life, we can break the bread of real food and get down. So please uh, join me every Sunday 10 a.m. So if you're in the area, come on down and do that. And, of course, I do uh, something called Clarion Call Broadcast on Wednesday morning. So uh, that's every Wednesday on WIGO, AM 1570. So, yeah, the other preacher is, yeah, I'm actually a real one. Uh, sometimes people say, "Well, you is you like you a, a preacher for real?" Yes, I have. A, I'm legal. I have a license to preach the gospel. It's a real license from a church, and I want I ordered online. <laughs> no, because you can do that. Now you go online, get all kinds of stuff. This mine is actually legitimate one through uh, the Calvary Baptist Church in Norwalk, Connecticut. So. um, yeah, that's a real deal. But uh, we appreciate you guys, again, for logging in. We're going to hang on with you to the 915 hour, and we're going to uh, head on down the road. Phone lines are open, 347-326-9991. If you guys want to get a late call in, and uh, certainly can do that. But, again, our condolences are we started this to Tom Benson and his family, owner of the Saints passing on at the ripe old age of 90, uh, went ahead and, like I said, again, was uh, blessed enough to see his team go from being the laughing stock of the league uh, to be one of the uh, power franchises in the league over the last 15 years or so.
1: I remember when they used to wear the
0: bags over there. Yes, yeah, so or the ain'ts. They used to ain'ts. cut the S off and ain'ts, you know, so. Uh, but good thing they're going back in. Now, speaking of uh, NFL free agency, uh, I was going to wear my Packer. Uh, I got a Packer, um, like, I uh, do you call it? Like the like the coaches were on the sideline. They got a little oh, pullover. Pullover, yeah, I got it. reversible, in the whole thing, but. I didn't want to do that because I didn't want I didn't want to create any kind of situation here. Um, what situation down, would that be? Well, I'm in Atlanta Falcons territory. I don't want anybody there.
1: I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is the first time I, I didn't know this. <laughs> I mean, you have been everything Falcons for the last uh, year and a half that I've known you. Well, I cover the Falcons. That's right. And, uh, you cover you cover the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And today I find out that you have uh, Green Bay Packers Uh
0: Actually, here's the thing. I have actually stuff that the legitimate, like, that they the official NFL stuff. I got a coach's uh, golf shirt, the one they wore back in the late 90s. You ever watch, uh, what's his name, come on? Uh, yeah. you know, Brett Barb, I got that with uh-huh. the three stripes on there. Yeah, I got all that stuff. I got an actual Green Bay Super Bowl hat. Okay. But then I got I got a Washington bullet hat. So, I mean, I, you know, I, got, I just collect a lot of stuff. And I do like the Packers. I enjoyed them when Brett was with them.
1: Okay. So, what about now? What say you now? I'm here now. And so why would you why would you bring up wearing the stuff?
0: Well, because somebody saw me with it earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy here at the hotel, you know, a guy from New Orleans. He said, hey, man, you got a Packer thing on. I said, hey, hey, just keep moving, bro. <laughs> but I had a reverse, you know, with the, with the black. You know, everybody goes the black blackout with the green G, But he could see clearly yeah, the, a... the green and gold trim right, and the white. Right. He said, hey, dude, that's a Packer thing, right? Right. I was like, well, uh, kinda. Of. It could be like Grayson High School maybe or no, no, it's not Grayson High School. Okay. No,
1: it's not. We 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 now I know. I know now. <laughs> so every, all your stuff that you ever said about the fountain, you know, if you the way you feel about it, I know that it is coming from a a, a um uh, you know a a double sided fountain. Wow. And I wanna want you to know in the word declared right. bitter and sweet <laughs> uh, cannot come out, out the same Right. <laughs> <laughs> Put the word in the preacher. There you go. So, so, like you, so you tell me, you know, we gonna have, we gotta do something before this, before it's over, before the season, get back around, and either you got to be all the way in this thing, brother, or you
0: need to get out of it. Well, here's the thing I'm gonna tell you. All right. all right, I've had in my lifetime two opportunities to pay on my own dime and go to the Super Bowl, uh, the week, that week. Mm-hmm. The first time, the Green Bay Packers were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, I did not go. Mm. Okay, the next time the Atlanta Falcons will play the Patriots, guess who's in Houston, boys? <laughs> Yours too, <late. laughs> So I, I think I got skin in the game with the Falcons. I don't put my okay. own money out there. I mean, I, mean I, I put my own money out. I believe, right? Okay. So I, I, you know, I, I'm still gonna you show Green Bay some love. I can't burn this stuff up in my house. I mean, it still fits. So, I can't well, get as long rid as of it. As long as it still fits. It still yeah, fits yeah, me. I you, know mean, still wearing it. I'm still wear. All right, guys. Speaking of Packers, the reason why I kind of went in that direction—it's uh, official. As uh, Aaron Rodgers said, "White Lightning is gone." Yep. Uh, it is uh, official now. The Raiders resigned former Packer wide receiver Jordy Nelson to a two-year deal worth about fifteen million dollars. Might be a little bit more based on right. some incentives. As the Raiders now continue to stack up uh, with Coach John Gruden to really make a run. Uh, I think that's the AFC West going to be pretty interesting, bro. You're going to have could like, be, could be. Now, some slinging around Chiefs. Made some moves. They got the young gunslinger there out of Texas Tech. Uh, yep, see what he's going to do. Um, they're giving him some weapons.
1: Yeah, they're, they're giving us some weapons. They went out and got Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, he,
0: little, he's still got
1: some speed. He's a little brittle I mean, himself, but he can run. You know, Sammy stays, you know, like I said, he's been hurt for the last uh, little bit. And he really had not had the uh, the kind of procurer that I anticipated him having. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, me neither, right. But I think he is a guy that could you – know, that's going to add some uh, some fo- some flavor to – to what Kansas City wants to do. It'll be
0: hard to defend them. You've know. you got, you got, you know, the two speed burners on either side. That's going to that's gonna yeah. put some pressure on you. Yeah, that, that'll put a little pressure on you, and, and it looks look like they're going to be committed to kind of slinging it around. Yes, you, sir. Yep, because you know. Mahomes, I'm mean, that guy. I mean, and that's the reason, I mean, as much as we can say, okay, why would you get rid of a guy like Alex Smith, a guy, 28 touchdowns, I think six interceptions last
1: year. Solid guy.
0: Right, a guy that has consistently, like you said, been solid, um, gotten in the postseason, he hasn't really won. I guess he said, "Well, the guy ain't won nothing." I mean, so uh, we're gonna let him go ahead and go. And we got a guy that we know that is the future. Well, you know what? I
1: think it's happening with Andy Reid. I think he has seen some glimpses of Brett Favre in Mahomes, right? And he's he might be living in the past a little bit.
0: Could be because he uh, does have that dude. He's got. I mean, when I say <laughs> he's got a cannon, man. that guy can. I yeah. mean, yeah, he, he, he can flat out throw it,
1: right? You know, and, and, he, and he he throws it. Long, hard, all that good stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter. If those are with touch. Those are with, you know, with pace and everything. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now because I mean, there was no need to keep Alex Smith there. But, you know, they they were. Uh, that's
0: thirty-four. I mean, you yeah. know, and these, you know, you when you have an opportunity to get a guy that you think might be a ten-year, a you know, franchise quarterback, you got to take the risk. And plus, you know that you you know I have to tell you that's why they call it now in the case of Alex Smith he's had a good solid career, but it's the NFL career. not for long. They tell you, hey man, yeah. you know, when the next guy's up, next man up, you you're gonna probably be out. Probably gonna
1: be out. But one thing about Alex Smith, and we always talk about him, um you know talk about him how
0: he's a game manager and all that stuff. But he does win though. Yes he does. He wins games. Yep. And last year I I think last year we can much as we want to kind of get on him, to me a lot of it man was the play calling uh, started not to be as efficient and effective as it was in the first half of the season. It seemed the Chiefs got away from taking shots downfield, kind of almost like the Falcons. Um, they were content to, you know, kind of just, you know, really, we never really saw in the second half of the season, the team we saw in game one, the Patriots in those first five games. We just didn't see that anymore. We didn't see it anymore. You know, I, was trying, I was trying to figure out, okay. Tweek Hill just disappeared. They didn't give him the ball anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was like, what happened?
1: I was like, Andy, you got like, you got a big Denny's uh, uh, um, a play card up there, you know, and you, it's got a, it's got like trifolds and everything else right. and side compartments. And uh, I'm like, where's all the stuff with with your running back on there? Come on, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I mean, you got these guys, man. You got a stud running back. You got a stud wide receiver. That is, these guys are eating the league up, and all of a sudden they just disappear. disappear. I mean, why I said, and see, that's why sometimes, man. Again, I know you said conspiracy, but see, the things just don't make sense to me. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm thinking, I said, why? I mean, why would you not do that? I don't get it.
1: Because the simple things are made to confound the wise, and and <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, they try to make this thing too too hard, They try to make it way too hard, and you cannot make it too hard.
0: It just is really simple, guys. And I tell you, it's really simple. This is why I know it's time to go. The, the, when the preacher then got hit with about three, four, five scriptures. It's <laughs> time to go to the house. I need to get back in the Word. <laughs> All
1: right,
0: everybody, well, listen, we appreciate you for hanging out with us here. Uh, we gave you a little bonus time because, like I said, again, we did start a little bit late tonight, but um, we appreciate, again, each and every one of you guys that join in to check us out here Facebook Live, also on Block Talk Radio. Uh, we appreciate the additional uh, downloads and viewing of our podcast. We've seen our podcast numbers go up significantly in the last few weeks. Again, we thank you because we know it's all you guys, you know, sharing it, uh, replays, things like that, so we just appreciate each and one of you. appreciate the people who have logged in on COPA as well, both live right now as we're wrapping up, and also those who are watching on the archive. We thank you so much. All right, uh, Ken, final words, everybody.
1: Hey, uh, as I always say, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, being with you this week and coming back and Kind of doing some stuff, and uh, I'm just excited. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, spring is in the air, and uh, it's going to be a great, great year, uh, great, great spring. I believe I'm excited about what's going to happen in the draft for my Falcons and for my Hawks. Um, I'm just, I'm excited about uh, baseball coming back around. So we'll be talking baseball a little bit. I'm pretty sure. And if you're out there uh, and you're driving around and you're feeling a little anxious, I always say this: Hey, just love. To, try to love a little bit more, hate a little bit less, and uh, let's get this thing on, on on the road and let's let's do it. Hey, uh, thank you, all all my people that that kind of logged in with us and kind of uh, shared the show tonight. We really appreciate you. I uh, want to let you know we cannot do any of this without you. No. And please uh, please continue to support us. Continue to share it with your friends. Uh, this is going to be a staple. We're going to grow this. Uh, the real sports brand is going to grow. So and, and you can grow with us. So come on. Yes, you can.
0: As a matter of fact, if you have a business, (laughs) we're always looking for people to partner and uh, uh, be a part of the broadcast. As you heard earlier, uh, we want to give a shout-out to Brother Raouf, Uh, him and his wife. uh, His wife actually has a great tax service, Raouf Tax Services. You actually can go on our Facebook page, and you will see their ad. If you click it, it'll take you right to their website. I know I need to do something because uh, my taxes are all out of whack. Uh, Their number, if you want to give them a call, Raouf Tax Service, uh, Ms. Tara Raouf, Get a call at six seven eight five six one zero seven seven four. Rogue tax service. No business too small or too big. Personal and business taxes, both they will handle for you. So we appreciate them. All right, guys. You know, I really, I, I really, I really actually want to be funny right now and act up, but I'm going to really try to behave myself and kind of sign off normally. But when Ken was saying spring is in the air, so I think to myself, you know what? I I went through a lot of springs now because I'm getting older, <laughs> and um I'm starting to think, you know, he's he's going through springs by myself, getting a little old now.
1: Mm -mm -mm. You you got a clarion call? You get ready to put out?
0: Nah, I better stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) You better pull up.
1: You better pull up. They'll be blowing you up, bro.
0: Well, you know. Anyway, guys, you know, I can tell you on the real thing. I really do appreciate every one of you. We really do love you. Appreciate all that you do. Uh, Everybody there associated with Ken and myself that shares the broadcast. Oh, one other thing, real quick, before I go. Shouting prayers to a guy that was like a sharing machine. He just posted on Facebook. I guess he's in the hospital. Can't water more. Uh, not sure what's going on with you, brother, but we're praying that the Lord will give you a speedy recovery. Uh, you you probably are right. You say, hey, it might be kind of doing too much. Whatever it is, we just uh, ask the Lord to bring you off the bed of affliction quickly and uh, get you back to health. And then, um, you know, we look forward to seeing you uh, sooner rather than later. Everybody, right, you know, as a preacher, we're always going to ask you, uh, do you have a relationship? with the Lord Jesus Christ because that's the only way you can really have that true relationship with God the Father. You have to go through his son. That's what he's told you to do. And it's a great thing is because he loves you. He loves you more than your mom, more than your auntie, more than grandmom and them. Nobody loves you like Jesus. And the reason why you need to know him, two reasons. Number one, that's the only way why you can get into heaven. But number two, that's the real way you can have a life well lived because Jesus said, I have come that you might actually have life but have it more abundantly. I got to tell you, though, it's not necessarily always smooth. But life with Jesus is better than life without him. All right, everybody. Uh, you can follow us anywhere on social media at Real Talk Sports 7. You can check out our website. We're right now in a transition, so if the website looks a little plainer than before, don't worry. We're working on it. We're doing some things there. Uh, you can follow Ken at Ken Swilling, no S on the M, remember? Remember. Uh, you can follow me at Minister J S I M M. I'm going to change that too because people keep calling me Minister J Sim. So I just got to. I realize I got to. Got to do a little change in here, guys. But one thing won't change. Uh, I love you, and uh, so does God. All right? God bless you, and have a great night. Appreciate you. Good night, y'all.